How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We're right back to it. Ken and Curtis on WEEI. Payoff. Swung on, hit in the air, right center field, pretty deep, going back and looking up is Soto, it's gone! Lead off, home run for Kyle Schwarber! Great start on this Friday night as Schwarber with his second homer of this postseason and of this series. You want to get this crowd into it, do something like that right out of the shoot. Wow. On our sister station, WIP, in Philadelphia, Phillies Radio Network, Schwarbaum early. Schwarber who was the Philly him. voice forever? What was his name? Oh, God. How can I not think of it? Harry, uh, Harry Callis? Harry Callis. Yeah, well done. The great Harry Callis. That's not him anymore. RIP. But Phillies are up 2-1 in the series over the Padres. Dombrowski and Schwarber threatening to move on. And I feel like it's a good time to bring Brad Fulon to set the record straight here once and for all. Because this could go down as one of the biggest gaffes in Red Sox history. Well, that may be extreme. But worst, it's, it's, worst front office firing in Boston sports in the last 20 years. And, oh, I'm talking about Schwarber's non-signing. More oh, so I'm, than the Dabrowski well, firing. I think Dabrowski, since he hired, since he signed Schwarber in Philly, he probably would have re-signed him if he was here. And I read a story about this. This broke right when Dabrowski left. Peter Gammons had a story in The Athletic. And he wrote, and he said or wrote, I don't know if this was a quote or a, a podcast, he had something on his mind, meaning Dombrowski. I was trying to figure out what in the world was happening. Did somebody get hurt or something? And then Bradford from EEI said to me, gee, Werner looks kind of confused today. As someone who was very close to ownership and to me, Dave was tired of hearing he wasn't coming back. So he pressed and said to ownership, I want to know. I want clarity. I want an extension. And was told no. And if he didn't like it, that was it. And then at one point, Gammons looks up to see what Dombrowski was thinking. And he had left. He left in the middle of the game and never came back. Wow. So... You know, what date was the date on that? This is from September 10th, 2019. All right, so Bradfo, our Red Sox uh, reporter extraordinaire on the line. Hello, Bradfo. Yeah, I remember that day specifically. That was definitely not a sanctioned conversation of you public publicizing by Peter Gaffin. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, well, it is now. I literally ran into Tom Werner in the parking lot, and it just turns out that, you know, the wheels were in motion um, in terms of Dave Dombrowski stuff, but, but I don't, whatever. I mean, I, I, I do want to say that I am not reporting from New York Penn Station. I am reporting <laughs> from the Essex Clam Festival, though. Oh, <laughs> there well, you there, go. Well, a lot you. more sources there, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what do you want to start with, Dombrowski or uh, or Schwarber in hindsight, Curtis? I mean, I guess What's your Schwarber? Because okay. you know, he, he was the star last night again, leadoff home run, set the dialogue for the uh, Phillies last night. And he's that... homered in both their wins. The one was like 500 feet or something. I mean, yeah. last night's not as uh, long as, as far, but still, 4-2 win and an important... So take us back, Bradfield. 
to the All-Star game. Who did you talk to there? I talked to Schwarber. I mean, I talked to Schwarber about, and he basically said the timeline was, he asked about the, the negotiations with the Red Sox and business this and business that. But he said that the thing that struck me was that he said after the lockout, there wasn't really a whole lot of conversation. And, you know, we heard, you go back to last offseason, and all we heard was we're touching base, we're keeping, we're keeping in touch with Kyle, and we're interested in Kyle, so forth and so on. And then Schwarber says, well, after the lockout, I really, we didn't really hear a lot from him. And I should note this, is that, so I've heard, initially I heard what the Red Sox offer was. Then just the other day, I heard another offer or another version of it. So I want to make this very clear. I intend on writing this, <laughs> and I, 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 but I, I do want to sort of firm up exactly what it is. So the initial <laughs> offer that I heard the Red Sox, we have to be clear about all this stuff yes, now, yes, right? Yep, yep. So, so the initial offer that I had heard about the Red Sox was 3-30. and 30. And then, then I heard from, I feel like a more reliable source, that it was actually three at thirty nine. Either way, Ugh. you are you you are falling well short of where Kyle Schwarber ended up, which was four and, and eighty, you, right? Four for eighty, right? Four, four for eighty. So you can have you can have all the interest in the world, and this is leads you to this off season. Is you can have all the interest in the world, and you can value these guys to a certain point. But in free agency, you have to do exactly what Dave Dombrowski did with Kyle Schwarber and get uncomfortable and pay the guy more. That's just how it works. Rob, I I know I'm not, you know, I will never be confused with Warren Buffett or a brilliant businessman's mind, but I really don't understand, and I asked Sam this when he would join us during the season with the Bogart situation, where at the start of the season, you have your leader, the number one, the captain, you know, the guy that gets everybody going, that everybody respects, Xander Bogarts, being lowballed on the eve of the opener at Yankee Stadium. And everybody who defended the organization said, well, it's a negotiation. You know, you begin at a number, you land at this. Three years and 39 or three years and 30, you know, isn't close to getting it done. So is it done by the organization for just housekeeping purposes so that if someone asks, they can say, we extended an offer, we had interest? Like, I don't understand the time wasted when you tell someone you give an offer that you know is not even in the stratosphere of what they would agree to sign. Yeah, well, I think that in their world, maybe they feel like we're going to get lucky and maybe there's not going to be another offer. We don't believe there's going to be another offer. And obviously, in this case, there was. But, you know, it comes back to if you really want a guy, and this has been the Red Sox sort of credo for the most part leading up to this regime, if you really want a guy, you're going to get him, right? You're going to overpay for him. You're going to do whatever you could to get him. Right, David and, Price. Right. Oh, my God. I mean, $40, $40 million over the second best bid. Right. So, you know, so usually you were going to get that guy. Now, the problem that they've had like, is is doing things like you mentioned Bogart is, okay, we're going to value you here knowing that you probably aren't going to take it. But, you know, it's a, it's a beginning point. Well, that's not really how it works. I said this throughout the entire season. You have to put your best foot forward to see where you stand. Because if you don't put your best foot forward, now you're getting into an uncomfortable. Now you've lost all the leverage. It makes no sense at all. So if you really truly want the guy, then you put the offer out there that you feel is going to be close to what the best offer is. And and I don't feel sort of to this point that's what this regime is doing and has done. 
Now, will that change? That's going to be the, the million-dollar question because you have all this money and you have to you say we're going to spend it. Well, you're going to miss out on a lot of guys if you don't realize that you're going to have to pay more than you're comfortable paying. Well, and, and it's true, Rob. And what you're saying, like just linking back to the Bogarts thing is just so enraging because on many fronts, but the number one front for me is if you're on that team, if you're Rafael Devers, right, and you see that the organization is low-balling Xander Bogarts, who does everything that a winning player needs, does everything to increase the 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 well-being of those around him, the way Xander does and the way the people view Xander in that clubhouse. Low-balling him in that way is just such a myopic view of what that will translate into on the field. It's like we're looking at people not as people – but as statistical, you know, uh, anomalies that will just continue no matter what we say or how we treat them. Yeah, well, I think that, you know, when I sat down with Haim, and I think that one of the two, there was two really huge takeaways for me. One was the approach to Devers, and the other one was him saying, of course we value that stuff, because if we didn't value it, he's heading into his 30s as a free agent, you're getting off the bus. And that was his term, getting off the bus with any free agent in their 30s if you don't value this other stuff. All right, fine. Okay, you value it. That's great. Now, what they were doing was that they were sort of saying, hey, you know, we're banking on Xander Bogarts not being any better. We're banking, we're banking on Trevor Story being really good and potentially being leveraged to move over to shortstop. And in both cases, they lost. And so now you're sitting here, and I don't care about any, like, oh, you know, the owners met with him, and it was a good report by Sean McAdam, absolutely. But unless Scott Boris was sitting on the couch next to Xander Bogarts, it doesn't matter. At this point, Xander Bogarts has all the leverage. So it, it, they lost that risk that they ran by making that offer in April, and now they're going to have to pay more. Bradford joins us on the Harbor One Hotline, brought to you by McFarlane Energy, by the way, as always. McFarlane. Yes. McFarlane. Okay, now I want to. I can't get over this. Uh, you know, the, the Schwarber is like an ex-girlfriend. I can't get over Rob. So now this is the audio <laughs> from the All-Star Game. Um, uh, Nick LePan going to play it now, just so we have it on record here. One, yes, I I love my time in Boston. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, you know, and in the off season, it was you know didn't really get to hear much after the, the lockout. But okay, didn't get to hear much after the lockout. Now he's 29. It's not like this is a guy in his 30s. He produced for you in a big time way last year. You traded for him. It was it's a top twenty prospect, not like it was a you know a top five guy, but still he served the business and the on field sides equally as right. well. Yes. Why why yep. did they not really want him? Like, doesn't he fit perfectly? Wouldn't he be JD Martinez after JD leaves, which he's obviously doing now? Yeah, I mean, you make all good points, including the one that Chris made about the business. I mean, you can't discount that. We, we talked a lot about the jersey sales and who's going to wear the jerseys that Bogarts and Devers lead. Well, you know, if Schwarber was still here, Schwarber's the one. You know, people love Kyle Schwarber in, in the couple months he was here. But I think that part of this was they were banking a lot, and this sounds maybe silly now, but they were banking a lot of Bobby Dahlback taking the step up in terms of being a first baseman. They were banking on having this sort of new outfield of being more of a defensive outfield uh, working out. And because if you put Kyle Schwarber out there, obviously you don't have a defensive outfield. But to your point, whatever made sense was you probably know you're moving on from J.D. Martinez. So you get uncomfortable in whatever way you have to this year so that you have the guy going forward 
for the for the rest of their contract. It makes a lot of sense. And and what it comes down to, guys, is that you know they were wrong. They were, they can cite batting average or they can cite like all these analytics that Kyle Schwarber didn't have, but they were wrong when it came to the impact that Kyle Schwarber had in 2022. He was far more than a $13 million a year, three-year player. Is is Cora pissed about it, or did Cora not love Kyle from Waltham? No, I mean, I think Cora loved him. I think, but again, like, this is, you know, they 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 made moves, and we all said, oh, okay, we can kind of see this, including probably Cora. We can kind of see this working out. And, yeah, Schorber seemed a little bit of a square peg around hole, a little bit, you know, for for a while. But as we sit here, you know, whoever was saying that, and probably me at one point too, is that we were wrong. I mean, we were wrong. Because not only, not only by the way, because of the on-field fit, but because of the business thing, and also because of the dynamic that that guy brings. I mean, he was a very popular guy in that clubhouse. Um, and we're, as we're seeing all these things, as we're seeing with this team who's on the verge of going to the World Series. Brad Foe, uh, do you want to announce your new uh, project yet, or is that uh, to be unveiled at a later date? Well, I mean, we can be like a soft soft launch announcement. <laughs> yeah, we call that a flaccid launch. <laughs> well, I don't want that. We want a blockbuster launch. Maybe we should well, sit it on will, it. Will be, it will be a blockbuster. I will say this. Just about a half hour ago for this new project, big news, big news. Ooh. Just to say that, yeah, a, uh, so, so what I'm doing is I'm doing a daily national podcast for Odyssey. Um, and uh, a bunch of major league players have just committed to doing a regular appearances on there. So um, uh, baseball isn't boring at a lot of meat and the bone, so we're, uh, we're eating it all up as the, into the offseason. That launches Thursday, but we'll, you'll hear more, more about it. Awesome. Well, congratulations on that. One brief complaint about the website, nothing about Courtney's <laughs> 31st birthday today on there. Is it her birthday anyway. today? Oh, really? Wow, happy birthday, Courtney. So oh, um, get on that. You, you, how dare you? You're just supposed to say her birthday. You're never supposed to say. Yeah, really? Come on. Jeez. What's wrong with oh, you? I'm sorry. That's <laughs> like the opposite of a Chris, uh, birthday gift. Come on. How about but, before uh, you go? Do you have any thoughts on? I know you've been to Chris Cotillo's broadcasting school. Do you have any thoughts on the week that was uh, with reporting and DMs and everything else going on? Oh, they... <laughs> I mean, Curtis. I mean, like I, I think that you did a good job the other day. Um, I think what I would say is this, is that you, you start and end with what I had said early in this interview. Why, when you're coming out and saying, I'm not going to write it in the Globe, but I'm going to say it on multiple outlets, and then the way that the world works, where you're aggregated all over the place and said, hey, you know what, this report of Ben Volan of the Boston Globe, it doesn't matter. I mean, but the fact is that you won't, you won't put it in words that's the thing that always drives me nuts. It drove me nuts when Glenn Ordway didn't want us to write about Isaiah Thomas's broken jaw, and it drives me nuts with Ben Bolin. Yeah, it's it's such an odd thing, and it is a weird, like, I remember Shaughnessy years ago with the old show would get so enraged about taking things he says on the air and putting it into print, or Adam Schefter, classically, his own network, quoted him on ESPN.com about what he said, and he said it wasn't a report. Like, if you're a, a reporter, a cop out. right, because if you're right, guess what? Like, my biggest thing this week, and Florio's gotten a pass largely because of the Volan local angle here, but Florio, when he gets a story right, is the first in line to tell you he had it first. But when he's wrong, I don't cover all 32. I cover all 32 teams. I don't cover your team locally. If I don't say this, then my other option is to say nothing. No, 
There's a difference between saying nothing and reporting something without any facts. You can surmise, you can guess, but if you say it as a report and then get called out for the manner in which you're discussing the report, then it's then you can't have it both ways. You can't celebrate yeah. when you're first and then say it was just gossip later on. No, and, and Schefter, that was ridiculous when he was doing that. With, with I think it was with you guys. That was stupid. He, right. I mean, it was it was this holier than now sort of tone about it. Like, no, you're you're saying it. It's a report. And in this case, same thing. I mean, you're basically saying he's doubling down on it with you guys. And and that's if I'm the Boston Globe, like for instance, if if Andy Hart or Kyrie Thompson went out on on NBC Sports Boston and said something so definitively. I, I would immediately go, well, why aren't you writing it? Like, why aren't you writing it? I mean, it's common sense. Right. And I don't know if the Globe did that, but that's the first thing when we talk about the journalistic uh, part of this, that's the first thing that you have to ask, and, and then you go down the road from there. Rob, enjoy your day out in uh, oh, man. Greater Ipswich. Listen, <laughs> listen uh, great Essex, yes. Yeah. And, uh, greater, otherwise known as Greater Ipswich, yes. It's the... It's the uh, it's the it's Ipswich proper. Uh, yes, the chowder taste. I am literally standing in the tennis court right now in the middle of a, a bunch of chowder tasting. So where all the good journalists uh, are. So, all yes, right. absolutely. Well, have fun. Say hi to Wiggy. Thank you, Rob. All right. All right. I'll see you. Bye. All right. That is Rob Bradford, Red Sox reporter. And new Baseball is a Boring National podcast awesome. this week. There you go. Bradford National. Okay. We got uh, Nick LaPan's trending. We've got... Hart and Fitzy coming up at one. Maybe we'll drag one of those two in for a little extended uh, Pat's Talk crossover. I love it. Fitzy's going crazy. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Type that into your app search, then download. This is Ken and Curtis on WEEI.
right, Kenny Curtis, Andy Hart will be joining us here momentarily. We do have... Let's go, Iowa. Let's go, Iowa. Touchdown, defensive touchdown against Ohio State. Take that, guys. All right, squirrel moment there. Uh, I apologize for Chris Curtis, but he's here for the rest of the hour. Now we got new video. We got brand new video of Mac Jones uh, sprinting his way into Saturday practice. Oh my God, he just fell. You see that? That's not true. You know why? You know, see, people distrust the media, okay? <laughs> oh my God, you are like the biggest like boner shrinker in America. <clears throat> well, I, I just want to be authentic. Oh my here. God, you see this no bull sign? There's no way <laughs> Mac is going to sit anymore. He's like, what is he? Put up the signage around the practice field? Mac is sprinting. He in his red jersey, number 10, across the field. Sprinting's a stretch. He looks pretty good. Is that Galuli banging him in the leg? I would say he looks he looks good enough to play to me. Just just the latest uh, pre practice routine with Mac Jones really via the Mike Reese uh, uh, okay. Twitter site. I preferred my Iowa update to that nonsense. Do you think people care about Mac Jones and whether? Oh, I mean, he's player not Monday he's, night. He's Seems not to be a topic this week. He's like jogging briskly. Jog? How does he look to you? He looks like he's going to throw a pick. Okay. No, he looks fine. Uh, he's going to play. for Andy Hart, who's joining us early. Uh, this will be Fitzy and Hart coming up uh, one to three. <laughs> what, what are you saying? You like you got anything from that. It was just looked like everybody else. Well, it's all we have to go by. I think people are interested in Mac Jones v. Bailey Zappi. Okay, don't waste for... your time and watch it. It's a waste of time. Andy, do you think it's a waste of time to watch Mac sprinting pre-practice? Jogging. Um, I was going to say sprinting seems a it's little a soft strong. Jig. Um, yeah, some jogging was going on. He, he looks better than he looked... Certainly three weeks ago, two weeks ago, a week ago. Like, that's great. And I think we'd be really surprised if he didn't look better. Do I think he looks good enough now where there's a legitimate consideration to play him? Yeah, just like I think the fact that he spoke with the media at his locker yesterday is is an advancement in sort of the process. So, uh-huh. See, I raised that earlier as well, and Curtis, you didn't like that theory, that the Patriots wanted him to speak to start to grease the skids, right, Andy? Uh, prepare the fan base that Mac's ready to go. I don't even know if it's to grease the skids for the fan base uh, as much premature as... Premature celebration from Ken. <laughs> I, I actually think it might be trying to just stay out of any trouble that they find themselves getting into with the PFWA, and you knew he was going to be your starting quarterback, and let you didn't let him talk to the media for three weeks, and just, okay, we put him at his locker for a couple minutes, you actually got to talk to him, so let's not have any, you know, file any petitions after the game that we didn't get to talk to Mac leading up to the game. So I... I think it may be a little bit of that. But generally, over the years, when guys go through this progression of limited in practice and then talk to the media, it is sort of a, a sign that it's trending towards their return. So I actually do feel that Mac will play on Monday night. My question to you, Andy, what is the purpose of Mac going in with less than two minutes left? Is To me, is there any chance Mac goes rogue and does that? Or is that no way Stacy would, would, would have to approve of any of that, that conversation? I mean, there's there's always a chance that he could go rogue, but I, that would stun me. I, I don't think he – I think this was a, a calculated, orchestrated, will give you just a snippet of Mac at his locker. So but, that, but what's they the already upside did, of that? I don't get the upside. He's saying to keep it legal with the pro football rights. Yeah, so like the league doesn't say, you knew all week he was starting, and yet you put Bailey Zappi at the podium on – what day? That was Wednesday. But couldn't for Bill, the tr- but that, but, but couldn't Bill just say when, when, we, when we hit the middle of the week – Bailey was more prepared to play than Mac was. Things change. You have a game time decision. You know what I mean? Like yes. I feel like that that would not be. I, I feel like there would have to be far more smoke for there to yeah, be I don't any think, legal issue with the NFL. I don't think they're going to lose a draft pick if they don't put Mac at his locker on a Friday afternoon and then play him on Monday. No, I don't think it would be that big a deal. But 
I also don't think it's that big a deal for a guy that has already navigated a year plus of his NFL career to just put him out there for a couple minutes to say day by day, getting better, do everything I can do to get back out there. Like, I think it's easy and it, it sort of uh, appeases the media and also plays the game. Yeah, it could I also was... be the opposite. It could be they know he's not going to play on Monday. But there's but... no difference between Mac and Bailey, really. In ter- like, Wiggy's been saying Wrong. this for the last oh, couple boy. weeks. Oh, boy. Don't say that factually. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't mean that in their uh, ability. I mean that they, it's not like you have Justin Fields and Tom Brady and you're saying we don't know who's going to start. Wiggy's right. point all week has been, or the last couple weeks, whenever people would say, oh, Belichick's playing chess, keeping up guessing. It's like it's the same <laughs> d- defense. You would prepare the same defense for both quarterbacks in so uh, many words. Uh, Agreed. I mean, based on this year, you'd actually be probably hopeful that Mac will be out there because it means you're going to get a couple interceptions based on the way he played through the first three games. Um, but Bill has done this so many times over 20 years. I can't tell you how many times, Curtis, I've thought like this really doesn't change anything, whether you pretend a guy's going to play, not going to play. Any, and yet Bill goes through the whole show, the whole circus. And I think he does believe that if you just make them think a little bit, even if the players are similar or even if it's a a guard and everybody's like, well, does it really matter? Do you game plan differently for a guard? No, you don't. But Bill goes through these these hijinks or, or whatever. And maybe it's just to get his rocks off. Maybe he, he <laughs> likes it. That, that, that's a possibility, too. Um, I will pose. But, yeah, I agree with you. But, I, isn't and, this like the real-life culmination of it takes more muscles to frown than to smile? Like, you're doing... Yeah, have you seen the man? He frowns nonstop. But it's like you're doing all of this... For yeah. the potential gain of maybe like a single play in the first quarter, that's yeah, anyway. But I did not consider right. Andy and Schmuck. Ben that I was that this may have been a compliance issue. I thought if you gave a quarterback that that was meeting the compliance, I didn't realize that if if you don't give the guy that you know starting all week, that could be an issue with the writers in the league. Yeah, I so. think certain people could complain, and this just makes it so they can't. Like they don't have a leg to stand on. Oh. He's back out there. By the way, you kind of mockingly and and I laughed when you said it they're the same guy i actually think that's the root of this entire discussion i and i wrote a column about it i don't know it was last week about you know everybody loves zappy and i understand why i also think it's about they've lost faith in mac through the first two you know two months of the season plus the summer i think some of the mac supporters certainly the haters the shimes of the world already hated him but i don't think it's so much that people are all in on zappy that he is really that good I think it's they started to wonder if their quarterback didn't measure up, and that's why they have sort of tossed their loyalties maybe in a different direction. Now, if you read Mike Giardi, and I guess listen to the Doug Kayad or read the Doug Kayad Pro Football Focus Report, they are not the same quarterback, at least in the way the team is structuring the offense around them. In this season or last? This season. That's, yeah, exactly, and that, that pisses me off. It's so stupid to compare Mac Jones through the first three weeks to Bailey Zappi through his three weeks. Anybody who does that to me and and thinks there's any validity or stock in it just makes no sense to me. Mac was your franchise quarterback coming off a play playoff Pro Bowl rookie season, and you were trying to see if you could take the offense to the next level, get closer to closing the gap with the Bills and the Chiefs with your passing game. When Zappi has to go in in Green Bay after Joe Judge days earlier basically said, Zappi's not ready. He's barely ready to be the backup to Brian Hoyer. Never mind, get back out there. When he goes in, it's all hands on deck. Figure out whatever the hell kind of way you can to not lose the game. The old Belichickian don't lose before you can win. They weren't, they're not trying to win games with Zappi. They're just trying to win with Zappi as their quarterback. Weeks one to three, 
They were trying to win games with Mac Jones, push the ball down the field, expand the offense, go in a, go in a further direction from what they had done in, in week um, in season one for him. But the way they're Sorry. framing it in these reports is that Mac and his camp are upset that they were trying to win it on his arm. Like, they were too aggressive. They, they would prefer it would be a little more conservative or a little more protection or a little more play action or... You gave you didn't give me a chance. I don't know if it's they would prefer. I think what the inferences and the Kyed reporting is that that he wouldn't be opposed to meeting in the middle with the way the offense has been currently run and the way it was run with him. Right. And I, I do think the the key for me was that post game when Max said so it must have been Pittsburgh, I guess. He made the comment about the philosophy change on fifty fifty balls. That's a different philosophy this year. To me, that was him saying, listen, when I throw a 50-50 ball into coverage, don't just think it's because I'm, you know, cocky and think I can squeeze it in there. That's what I'm being told to do. That's what we want to do. I didn't remember last year he was Mr. You don't go broke if you always take a profit. Mm -hmm. Dink and dunk. That was his. And he said, I've been doing that my whole career. People have been making fun of it my whole career, but it's worked for me. This whole 50-50 ball philosophy change, he wanted to make sure we knew was on the coaching staff and the scheme, not just the hot shot quarterback trying to make plays down the field. And, 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 I do th- and he's got a point there. They they brought in Devontae Parker, who's a 50-50 ball guy, right? Yes, in in theory. He also, you know, once again, third straight year, gets less separation than anybody in football. He sure as hell better be able to win 50-50 balls because he's never open. Um, but yeah, like, but that's not, nobody really actually thinks Devontae Parker's a number one receiver, right? Like, that's that's where I'm on Mac's side to some degree here. You want me to be more aggressive. You want me to take 50-50 balls, but you're not giving me a lot of guys that are that are elite weapons. I know elite weapons. I had them at Alabama. I won a national title with them. If you give me those guys and I'm still throwing picks, okay, maybe we can have a discussion. So I know this whole Ben Volan kind of muddied the waters here. I still do believe that there is is pushback from Mac. Pushback from Mac against what they're doing, whether he and or they are ready to do it. I thought he sprinkled little phrases throughout the summer, which showed a little bit of displeasure or or pushback in terms of. Remember when he would say things like, um, "I know good plays and I know good football, and we need more of those" or something. Well, what's I, wrong with that? That is not a bad nothing. quality. No, here's the issue. No, here's nothing. what I would say though. Tell me, this is my overreaction of the week. Am I doing too much of an extrapolation by saying that? Max behavior over the last two to three weeks signifies that he is not your dad's old Tom Brady quarterback, meaning there will not be any easy negotiations. There will not be any acquiescing to team-friendly deals, all of that stuff. Is that is that too much of me to take away from this, this situation? No, I don't think it is. And I, I brought this up. We had a long discussion about this on Six Rings, our podcast. And I think there's some um, truth to the idea that Mac Jones has gone through the Tom Brady uh, transition of the whole entirety of his career in like a year and a half, yeah. where Tom Brady went from aw shucks to good to just want to win and so, and then to got to look out for myself and like the the back end diva guy. I think Mac was the good soldier as a young player, and then started to question early in year two, and I think with good reason. I mean, he's a human being. A human being is going to look at Matt Patricia and Joe Judge and say, wait, what? <laughs> you know, his I want to know the why. There's a lot of whys there. Why are we doing this, Bill? Why should I feel comfortable with this? And and I also think it's the modern new age athlete, right? Like Tom Brady, 20 plus years ago, 
it was a different time. These guys grow up in different, not that they're necessarily full AAU basketball players, but they're elite quarterbacks that go to camps that are treated a certain way throughout their careers. So I think it speeds up the process of him becoming a, um, I don't know if self-centered is too strong a word, but but taking more ownership of his career within the Patriots offense. I do find it uh, somewhat humorous that the fan base that screamed at the media for questioning the offensive coaching staff, well, their favorite quarterback agrees. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who's their favorite quarterback now? Oh, that's true. Maybe Zappy <laughs> doesn't I, agree. Well, and, and I have all like all these people that are loving uh, Zappy. Are they going to shred Bill Belichick when he puts Mac back in? All these Patriot fans, longtime Patriot fans. If that he loses, said, they sure will. Well, no, 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 no. It shouldn't be if he loses. If you're all in on Zappy, then it should be a bad decision when you go to Mac. Like, he made a bad decision. And I want to hear all these calls ripping Bill Belichick. And maybe some will. I know Shime is all excited to rip Bill Belichick mm-hmm. the second he goes back to Mac. But I think some of them, you will see the fraudulence of the Patriots fans come out. Bit of breaking NFL news to report here at this hour. By the way, Andy Hart joining us here. His show with Fitzy coming up 1-3 to today. This is Ken and Curtis on WEI. Adam Schefter from ESPN first in to report that Russell Wilson Wilson will not play against the Jets tomorrow. Wow! It's going to be Brett Rippon with the start. Hamstring injury, and they're going to hold him back to prevent further aggravating said injuries. So you might have a 5-2 Jets team, Andy. Wow. Against the Pats next week. Ever since the receipts comment, man, Robert Saleh, everything's going the Jets' way. Yeah. they uh, And the Jets, I mean, it, two of the six-game soft stretch that everybody fixated on, right, after the first month, includes two Jets games that if they don't stink, well, the soft stretch is shorter and not as soft as it once was for a team you're looking up at in the division, a defense that's probably better. And then the funny thing I find here is all this MAC discussion. The Bears are a better defense than you've played the last couple of weeks. And then the Jets are a better defense. So Mac could come back in more uh, challenging circumstances, let's say, and I think people are ready to pounce on him if he's not as efficient and productive as Zappi, even though it may be a result of the circumstances to which he finds himself. I'm pulling this out of my ass right now. Broncos win tomorrow. They hate oh, Russell Wilson. Broncos oh. country, let's ride. They let's, let's ride. ride. <laughs> Mark Rippon, Joe Gibbs gives the game plan. They get ready to go. The great, He's Rippon's son, right, I would presume. but uh, uh, I don't believe he is. I think he might be a nephew or a cousin. Oh, okay, know, well, something. do it for the Rippon family. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, th- serious question, is this a loss for the Broncos? He's stunk. Russell right, Wilson is the worst and... You look at the the controversy in New England at the quarterback position or even the uncertainty with Mac. The Denver Broncos just traded multiple first and second round picks and gave $240 million Ugh. to a guy that looks like absolute toast right now. And they have no head coach. And where were all these people in Seattle? Like, it's unbelievable. This is like a Francona-esque Bob Holer hit oh, yeah. piece by an entire city, and they all look right like, it's yep. unbelievable, the, the venom that had been kept inside for a decade about a player of his caliber. Yeah, he was not quite the uh, perfect quarterback that we were led to believe for so long. And you're right, all the it's the smear campaign and the people who kept quiet for so long is a little, uh, little distasteful for my liking. I'd prefer you had told me when it was actually going on that maybe he was a... Da- and some people did. Like, there were a little bit of... Whispers. Of whispers of the... You know, the MVP thing against the Patriots. They wanted him to be the MVP of the Super Bowl. And then the divide between him and the Legion of Doom and the way the game was going. And it had to be on Russ's shoulders and all that. But uh, it was very quiet. And now it's a little bit more outspoken. But, Andy, you're talking about a guy who is a run play away 
from winning consecutive Super Bowls against yeah. Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Yep. And now yeah, he's I mean, like a persona non grata. And where was Seattle football before Russell Wilson came there? I he mean, fell off the cliff. Unbelievable. Yeah, well, and if you believe the sto- some of the stories that have come out since, the Seahawks saw this coming, tried to trade him earlier, had had multiple deals in place. Like they thought he was coming to a far sooner end and not going to be in the Brady Rogers play till your forty something class of quarterback. That his skills were already diminished. But you have to remember, this guy when he was on was phenomenal. Like I thought he didn't get the respect he deserved because he would either not have running backs, not have an offensive line, not have both. And he would run all around and throw these like back corner balls to Tyler Lockett and made and him a great player. As can be, like overtime touchdown yes. passes coming back in the fourth quarter. I mean, he was the balls. And now he stinks. Yeah. He absolutely stinks in Denver. And I still think the coach kind of stinks too. From Pretty impressive to consider Russell Wilson and the forty-five year old with eight touchdowns and one picks that one pick that Ken likes to mock on a daily basis. <laughs> I don't mock him on the field. I mock him off the field. Andy, yeah, that was quite an apology he had this week. Oh, really Lord. heartfelt. Uh, <laughs> what a dink. <laughs> I love the, if you were offended, that's always my favorite. <laughs> Andy, I'm looking forward to you and Fitzy 1, 2, 3 today. I appreciate your early check-in. And uh, don't give uh, Fitzy any quarter, okay? Uh, and you guys going to analyze that uh, that Mac yogging a little bit more? Slow yeah. it down? I mean, well, I there is another video of him dapping up with uh, his Alabama teammate, Damian Harris. Yeah, and he's moving, oh, he's moving very, back. Very Edelman Gronk-like. Remember when they did the high five oh, yeah. on the practice field and everybody was watching? And Mike oh, Reese just recorded a video back and to the right, so we're going to see if we notice. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'll give you next. I'll give you some Jerry Jones comments on his radio show about telling Robert Kraft don't F with me. Can you be the operations manager who gets craft on a radio show here? Can we please get that going? Jerry Jones oh, does it weekly funny. at our sister station in Dallas. Actually, I'd rather have, have Jonathan Kraft. Can we get Jonathan Kraft on? Sure. You, you, you name the craft. We'll take Dan I craft. would take Jonathan. All right. More of Katie Curtis next. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O. AIR.com. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on. We talk about basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happens. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Get Boston Sports Original on the go wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. We're right back to it. Ken and Curtis on WEEI. Can't go wrong with a little blue oyster cult, Curtis. More cowbell. Is that the uh, blue oyster food tasting that uh, Bradford's at right now? Where's uh, Greg this weekend with his uh, Marconi? Uh, Did not bring it to the show yesterday. I was surprised at that. Thought it would be a prop here on the uh, Twitch stream. No, I mean, he's getting that insured by Sotheby's. But, um... <laughs> Uh, I saw him last night. You know, he was out at, a, at out at, with a Brett in Bo- in Bobes somewhere. So. Oh, they were. Yep, oh, I didn't good. see the uh, Marconi, but a I, rare painting the town for Greg last night. Yeah, he was uh, trying a new thing. He was going to go out. Congratulations to Greg Hill, our Marconi Award winner for 2022. And um, if I can share with the audience, the uh, the company very proud of Greg. Very nice comments yesterday from uh, 
powerful person. Be. As they should be. Now, you guys have Boomer on Monday and Bill on Tuesday, and of course, the Monday night game. Yeah, I like to split it up a bit. We'll have Boomer Monday, and then we get to Bill Tuesday following the Monday night game. And I am uh, a pretty good weekend of football. Today, We've got. I'm not going to be able to watch any of it, but uh, there's 3.30 LSU. I know we have great games here, mm-hmm. but if you're at home and want a little TV time. But well, we have EC Wake Forest at 3. I can't believe you're not watching that. Uh, yeah, on, I, on the FM stick, I would be. I'll be listening to it. I'm going to have a tiny Bluetooth in my ear, listening to a meter take a bow uh, when I'm at the common doing a photo shoot today. But we have LSU and ten and LSU and we don't have LSU. It's three thirty p.m. today. Ole Miss heads to Baton Rouge to take on the LSU Tigers, who quietly, after Brian Kelly made an ass of himself this offseason, <laughs> saying he was from you know with the Southern accent, and then he had the. Uh, Brutal week one loss, and the reporter saying he was late or didn't win, whatever. Now, Notre Dame is a dumpster fire. Three and three, losing last week at home to the unranked and brutal Stanford Tigers. They are uh, three and three today against LSU. So, I, I mean, against um, UNLV, but LSU looking good. I think they win at home against the top 10 Ole Miss Rebels. Triple header tomorrow, NFL wise on WEIFM and on the Odyssey app. India at Tennessee at one, four o'clock, KC at San Francisco, and then. Steelers and the Dolphins tomorrow night, three in a row. Now, uh, we had Jerry Jones speak about his heated back and forth with Robert Kraft Tuesday at the owners' meetings. This was on our sister station in Dallas, 105.7. The game. Uh, the, is it the ticket, right? Isn't the oh, ticket down there? Whatever. Uh, so he was the lone dissenting voice on the Roger Goodell new contract and compensation and reportedly said, don't F with me, to which Kraft replied, excuse me. The measure passed 31 to 1. It's the fan down there, sorry. 105.3, the fan in Dallas. So, um, anyway, uh, Jones said, (laughs) it's probably accurate that I did express myself in probably a way that's not in good taste. You express yourself with people you know and people you're around a lot in different ways. He basically says he thought he had a private space and this one would not get out there, and it did. Well, and he was and he was only upset about the structure of the bonuses in Goodell's new contract and not about re uh extending Goodell at large. So it was more about the structure and not with bringing Goodell back. I that is such a bizarre statement. Would you ever say to your like family, "Don't f with me" <laughs> in that situation? That sounds horrible. Oh, especially when Kraft responded, "Excuse me." It's obviously the Kraft was put off by it. I mean, uh, I, I honestly, and I'm the last person to be critical of people, my guess is that he's bombed at half of these things. jeez. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, it's my guess. I don't know that from what I see on the Jerry Jones party bus. I, I That strikes me as such a bizarre behavior. If you disagree about the structure of a bonus. We're the, paying him too much in bonuses and then just start F-bombing people. But why is it Kraft's fault? It was 31 to 1. Right, right. Why don't you yell at, you know, David Tepper? Well, I, he must think Kraft is the head of the Goodell uh, cronies, quote unquote, and obviously Goodell was at Kraft's wedding and everything else. How many times since when was it? Two thousand six, Goodell took over for Tagliabue. Two thousand five, it's been something like seventeen, eighteen years. We've said we've had him dead and buried for thirteen yeah. different occasions. Yeah. He is Teflon. Even going back to the Brian Flores lawsuit, you had the evidence of the the Dolphins tanking. The Tua concussion, by the way, is gone. Done. Totally I gone. Mean, although like, Ross Tucker said they're going to be nervous Sunday night. Yeah, yeah. They're really, there's going to be a lot of people watching it. Nobody likes that. <laughs> like, people are so stupid. Uh, and he went to, didn't Ross Tucker go to, like, Dartmouth? Hey, smart guy. Princeton guy. I mean, 
Uh, not really. I mean, I don't know. How can you be? How can you cover the NFL and not realize that there's going to be more people watching well, the game? Just be shilling for the NFL. There, you might be getting the NFL. Well, that's even worse. I guess. All right, Curtis. I enjoyed it. Another good uh, time with you here on a Saturday. I, next weekend, we're mm-hmm. sitting here 9 a.m. What's the conversation? Max ready to go? Take it on the Jets? Or it's woo zappy heading to MetLife? Mac knifed by Gillette Faithful. Wow! Mac in, gets booed off the field, Zappy comes in and wins the game. <laughs> How about that? That's a sensationalistic headline. I have the most boring prediction. I think Mac plays, they run a very conservative offense, <laughs> and they win like 17-3. Yeah, that's apparently what Mac wants, right? Yep. I'll Watch Bill just do like student body left, student body right. And the then maybe day. set up four and three pats at five and two Jets yeah. the next week. Woo. Is that going to be the four o'clock? Is that uh, it? Is might that be like be actually a good broadcast team for that one. Ooh, baby, I love it. Twenty-five kick, maybe, and we get to talk to Bill on Jets Week. We don't. I've it's never a one asked, kick right now. No one, I've never asked him about this, but years and years ago, he had said about Gutman, who was the president of the Jets. No one has said more and done less <laughs> than Steve Gutman in the history of the NFL. I want to find a way to ask him about how he feels about Gutman now that he's won six Super Bowls. <laughs> All right, that'll be Tuesday. Boomer Monday, Nickel Pan, another fantastic job with trendings and producing. We appreciate it. Stanley's Disgrimey on the helm with Fitzy and Hart on the way next. Enjoy you, your weekend, everybody. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.